0: Hey guys it's sarah welcome to the first episode of literally i can't um this is a wild concept considering i grew up an only child talking to myself and now i'm 26 years old in my closet talking to myself and the only difference is that i'm putting it on the internet for a bunch of strangers to also listen to so i mean if that's not your motivation then i don't know what is (laughs) Before we jump into the episode, I just want to do a few disclaimers. Number one being there is a chance that you might hear background noise. I will try my absolute best to minimize the noise that you guys will have to hear and not subject you to the same irritation that I feel being in a building with a bunch of people who don't really know how to control their kids and just have them running around. Like, it's at the point where I I don't even think these people are like, prone to hearing you bang on the ceiling with the broom. Like if you know, you know when people are above you and you have to start knocking the broom. Like I don't even think these people care about it anymore. So if you guys hear background noise, that is what it is. Second and final disclaimer, Um, everything that I talk about on this podcast is from a very conversational point of view. It's very much rooted in my own opinions and not really based on facts or research unless stated otherwise. And if I am repeating or sharing facts, I will also make sure to credit that. So now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the episode. start this off by saying the title of the concept that i'm going to be talking about today sounds so dramatic i don't know maybe because of the title i'm associating it with the great depression and thankfully i didn't live during the great depression but apparently now we're all living through the great resignation right you know it sounds a lot more Dramatic than I—I I guess it really is. Um, I was actually talking about this with my friend, and that's what inspired my first topic. So, if you haven't seen this phenomenon under girl boss hashtags or LinkedIn post, I don't even know. Do people use LinkedIn as a social network? Like, when I go on LinkedIn, I'm just going on there to do what I need to do and get off. So, if you use LinkedIn to actually hang out and you use it as a social network. I mean, hats off to you. That sounds like a very mature thing to do, and I aspire. I mean, no, not really. But back to the task at hand, essentially, the great resignation, it's a time where companies are experiencing high turnover rates. And for more reasons than one, the monthly resignation rates are quite high because people are quitting their jobs around the same time. And, you know, when a lot of people are doing something at the same time, that's when you really feel the pressure and that's when the numbers are really reflective. So I tried to find an official Merriam-Webster definition um, and, you know, my sis Merriam didn't really come through and I don't know if I just can't find it. I don't know if it just doesn't exist as a formal statement or I might not just be doing enough research. And quite frankly, after that third O on Google, I'm not about to keep like, I'm I'm not about to get warped into going through every single O and every single page on, you know, the search that comes up. But I feel like what we can agree on is that it is a cultural event that's happening. And it can be described based on its characteristics. So just know that for multiple reasons, people are leaving their jobs and the managers and the boomers are shook y'all as they should be. The U.S. Labor Department reported an estimated 4 million people quit their jobs in April of this year. So when I was looking at these articles, I thought it was over the course of a few months or at least just the beginning of 2021. But no, this was just in April. And I would actually assume that number could be a lot higher because there's information that people can report differently. Um, You know, there are people that work freelance or people that work off the record, Um, people that aren't necessarily hired as full-time taxed employees. So that's what I mean when I say the number could actually be a lot higher than what's actually reported, which is a wild concept because 4 million people in 30 days, that is a lot of people. And, you know, before I get off into um, listing some of the reasons why I think people are leaving their jobs... Um, I'm going to note again that everything that I say is from the perspective of a 26 year old Zillennial um, and nothing is based on facts. So <laughs> let's get into this list. At this point, I have to say that I feel like I am the queen of having to deal with annoying, irritating, cringy, obnoxious bosses. And, you know, with that comes management styles. And I don't think that the people who are doing the managing have any idea how their style of terrible managing literally affects people and the, and the people that are underneath you. So for instance, micromanaging. I've never met anybody that has positively spoken about micromanaging. Like if you hired me to do a job and you gave me a deadline of Friday at 5 p.m don't ask me Wednesday at 12 p.m. if it's done because at that point, you could have just did it yourself. Matter of fact, don't ask me about projects if it's not past the deadline. Because considering, I mean, if you start passing deadlines, then you're not really holding up your end of the stick. But also, just to be devil's advocate... You know, some of these jobs like to give people more than they can handle just because they don't want to pay more people to do the work. But I digress. So let's just say, you know, you're not keeping up with your deadlines. Then I can totally understand why somebody would have to, you know, tap you on the shoulder and be like, all right, well, you can log off now. But other than that, there is no reason to start pressing somebody about something before deadline. And as the Queen Jocelyn Hernandez said, I'm going to do what I need to do when I need to do it. I'm gonna do what I need to do when I need to do. Okay. And I don't need you or anybody questioning me about that. I also feel like management styles also kind of go hand in hand with creating a trustworthy environment. And you know, I know that during the pandemic, and we're still technically in a pandemic, um, remote work was just you know it skyrocketed. It's not a new thing, but you know, a lot of people had to turn to remote work, and. I get that some people misuse their time, and I'm just a firm believer that one bad apple doesn't spoil a bunch. And I feel like certain managers, they just need to give us more trust. And just because you're having dreams that I'm at a picnic instead of doing my work doesn't mean that that's what's actually happening. Like, you're actually being very irrational. Bitch, you look a mess. And something's wrong with you. And I shouldn't get hell for your distrust. Your unnecessary distrust at that, you know? I had a boss that literally got upset at me for working at a workspace. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> what a damn And he said that he feels like it's not productive because I took my lunch, my lunchtime, unpaid lunch, okay? to go to the workspace in a car. And I deliberately used a car because I wanted to be able to still have service just in case somebody needed to contact me. So I didn't want to take the train. So I used my money taking all of this into account and basically still got in trouble for it because he said he used to work with somebody whose hotspot was bad. What does Tommy's hotspot have to do with me? That's not my service. I'm literally looking at my hotspot working and you're trying to tell me that it doesn't work. So like, <laughs> when I say bosses need to do better, I don't I, I don't know what other way to say it. you know, besides just straight up, some of these people, I feel like they need to go to leadership summits, um, forums because they need help. And like I mentioned, management styles really have an effect on the overall environment. You know at work and so i think that's another reason that people are taking into account and that's why people are like you know what deuces i'm out there is no reason that someone should be in the bathroom stall at work crying i have had three jobs so far where i have literally cried and just been anxious and i've actually had one panic attack being at work i've never had a panic attack in my life except for when I'm around you know, these people. And if you're not crying, you just wake up angry because you're just thinking about the fact that you have to go to this building and work with these people. And for me personally, between working for snobby white women and narcissistic white boomer men, I don't know which one is worse. Maybe you guys can tell me which one you think is worse. And when I think of a toxic work environment, I think of like a coming of age movie When you're the nerd and there's a group of bullies that you know are going to make your day 10 times worse, but they never get in trouble for it because their parents are like the rich people in town. So no matter what, they'll always get away with it and you're always getting the short end of the stick. And the only way that you can prosper is when you leave the town and flourish. And essentially it's just like, sometimes it's like, you guys are literally making my days worse and you're not making them worthwhile and you're literally making me contemplate what am I doing with my life coming into this place? And so, you know what, bitch? I'm out. I'm out. F you. F these papers. F these walls. F your assignments. I'm leaving. And I'm not going to give you two weeks at that. Get back on LinkedIn and figure it out. And while we're on this topic, some of these companies need to start getting like the secret shopper version, but for the office. Like, you know, the people that come in and spy on you. There's this show on A&E called 60 Days In where they basically cast a bunch of people to go into the jail and report on what's happening in the jail. It's very much, it's very much, it's just a, a, a nice glamorized way to uh, portray snitching, I guess. But I am all for snitching on these companies, okay? Some of these people need to be snitched on. Like, I, I don't know who I need to call. Maybe I need to talk to, what's his name from, what would you do? John Quinonez. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm John Quinones with the TV show, What Would You Do? I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, we need to start asking him to pull up to some of these companies and exposing the crap out of what goes on there. Like, I have heard stories where people have had to deal with unwanted touching. And when they went to HR, essentially HR was like, well, we can't really help you, but you seem to be the problem at this company. So we're going to get you out and not the person who's in a position of power and keeps doing like this harmful behavior. And it's just like, it's crazy. And I just don't understand it. But I mean, I could totally see why people would be like, I'm not putting up with this, especially our generation. We are quick to quit a job, okay? We are not with the BS. Cut the cameras, dead ass. And you know what else is BS? The benefits that are being offered. Like, sweetie, you really don't want me to take the sick days, right? But then you don't give me good health insurance. So which one is it? <laughs> I, I don't get it. So I did not understand the concept of health insurance. Like, I, I till this day, I don't really understand premiums and deductibles. I don't know what that is. Just is it covered or not? And so for the first time, I'm under my own insurance. And so now I'm starting to, you know, get these papers and these explanations and, these different health insurance brands or whatever. So I asked the HR lady like, okay, well, how much is the insurance? Bitch, let me tell you why the insurance was $250. And I think that that wasn't even for everything. Like I wear glasses, I need vision. I don't play about my teeth, I need dental. I, then you obviously need medical. And these days I need mental. So it's just like, sis, it, that's only 250 to cover one portion of the insurance mind you my check was only 550 a week and let's not even talk about that so had i accepted it and i didn't because i can't afford that i would have lost half my check so why would i even want to accept that and Thankfully, I'm fairly healthy and because I don't make enough, I qualify for state insurance and it's fine for me. But because I'm okay with that, I think about the people who are not okay with that. Like, I think about people with diabetes or other serious medical conditions and I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Like, somebody could literally go into diabetic shock on the way to work and and the damn job don't even give them good enough insurance for them to take care of themselves. And at the end of the day, we're all very much disposable, Okay you gone on a Monday they looking for somebody else on a Tuesday. It's <laughs> so like, I could totally see why people are like, no, I need to just think about myself in this situation. And I need to be smartly and rightfully selfish. Now, this last point is probably one of the top reasons why I think people are leaving. And I'm actually at this point where I'm, it's, it's very high on my list. Like I've passed the point of just accepting things just to pay a couple bills. I'm like, no, the salary that I get needs to pay for a certain lifestyle, right? Child, these people are not paying us enough money. Common sense that employers and CEOs and the government seem to lack is that if the cost of living goes up, then the wages should go up. It's like everybody's moving as if movie tickets are still 15 cents and a piece of pie is three cents. Like, And I, I don't get it there's no reason that my monthly income should be $2,000 and (laughs) at the same time rent for a New York City box is $2,000. So it's like, bitch, I can't eat. I can't go to brunch. I can't hang out. You can't do anything entertainment wise. And, you know, I still have all of this, this student debt. And it's just like, if you are requiring employees to have a degree or certification or, you know, um, to be knowledgeable in certain skill sets or courses, whatever it is, then you should be ready to pay people what their work is worth, okay? I'm gonna say it again pay people what their work is worth. These companies have champagne taste and beer money. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> You want someone of a certain caliber. And so you place yourself on certain sites. You place yourself in um, certain neighborhoods, maybe. You place yourself in certain schools to be able to find the people that you want. And then you have the nerve, the absolute nerve, to offer 15 an hour, 18 an hour. Like, if we've gone through the lengths of spending extra money, right? And damn near, you know, some people wiping out their expenses just to get this level up. There's no reason that my pay, my base pay, my hourly pay, it should never be associated with teen. I should not be getting anything that say teen. Like that is absolutely absurd. And the monthly income that's coming in, it's like, it's really not, (laughs) it's the math ain't really mapping. You know what I mean? And I just think overall just like all of the other things that i listed today people are just ultimately over it like you really just kind of have to sit back and think what am i doing and what is this all for and if we're going to be spending a certain amount of time working we should have something to show for it you know you should be you should be at a point where you're able to afford a certain lifestyle and i don't say that to say oh, you should be able to afford the biggest mansion on the block. No. But if you want to buy something, you should be able to buy it. Um, You know, if you want to change your living arrangements, you should be able to do that. And I just, I don't understand why they don't understand. And I mean, these are only a few points that I wanted to call out, but there are so many others like trash, parental leave, realizing that these jobs really don't care about you, sometimes you might just want a different environment. And I think, you know, with hybrid settings, some people are kind of like, I don't, I don't really need to be around you all day to get this work done. And the list honestly goes on. Um, But before I end today's podcast, I also want to say that the concept of the Great Resignation, in my opinion, is not about People, or specifically people of our generation, quitting and wanting to stay home and play video games and live stream and try to become influencers. Um, I think it's just about addressing the root of the problem. And there's ultimately hesitation towards change for people, you know, in older generations and people who have been doing things the same way for so long. And a lot of work structures in the country have been the same for years, you know. The reason why the 40-hour work week exists is because of Henry Ford. And that was during peak industrialization. We're not living in that anymore. So, you know, I think it's time to revisit some things. Just, you know, add that to the list of things that have to change. I mean, it's easy for us to say there's no way that things are going to change. Everything's just going to stay the same. That's life. But change is also a part of life. Caterpillars don't stay caterpillars. They turn into butterflies seeds don't stay seeds they turn into trees and fruits and flowers you know and i feel like even though we think nothing will come of this the fact that the great resignation is happening means that there's a conversation and people are aware of the events that are taking place and i feel like we have to keep talking about it and ultimately we just have to keep our foot on the gas. Gosh! So <laughs> that is the end of our first episode. Yay! So excited. Um, I mean, I totally recorded this yesterday. So I recorded this on a Friday, and the entire audio was messed up. So I had to record this again. But we made it through. So make sure you follow literally I can't on Spotify and Apple Music. I post new episodes every Saturday and don't forget to follow me, Sarah, on Instagram and TikTok at Farmer Sarah. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye.